Les dejo un secreto. Cuando la salsa picante del Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's cae en el wrapper, se convierte en un dip para tus papitas. Esas papitas y refresco mediano que te llevas gratis al comprar cualquiera de los Crispy Chicken Sandwiches de McDonald's por el app. Crujiente, tiernito y jugoso. Es pollo a la McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa pa pa. Válido del 28 de febrero al 3 de abril del 2022. Solo en McDonald's participantes de Estados Unidos. Válido una vez por semana. Se requiere descarga y registro de la aplicación de McDonald's. Blog Talk Radio.
Then he opened up their understanding, talking about Jesus. Because man, amen, understanding needs to be open is to understand the word of God. He opened up his disciples' understanding that they might understand the scripture. The letter killeth. You can read the letter, but unless the spirit come and quicken that letter, it's just a letter to you. The letter comes to make alive in your life the true meaning that comes from the word of God. So, amen, Luke says, amen, that he opened up that understanding that they might understand the scripture. That, amen, did not stop then. But that goes on right now. Down through our generation, through our time. He opened up our understanding that we might understand the scripture. And this powerful thing it was about. This was that Peter, he repented, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name among all nations, being at Jerusalem. This was the beginning of the church. And the Lord had chosen his 12 disciples, and he told them to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And they were to go out and preach repentance in the name of Jesus Christ. And that was the name of that time, amen. If you can remember the scripture, that that name was hated among the Jews. The name of Jesus Christ was hated. Remember, Peter was a Jew, but the Lord converted Peter. And when he converted Peter, he gave him a change of mind. And he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. And told Peter that upon this rock I will be in my church, and the very gates of hell shall not overcome it. He told him, go to Jerusalem and start there at Jerusalem, preaching repentance. So then you shall be witness of these things, and behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon you. The Lord, amen, says in John, amen, that I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send the confidence to you. And as they, amen, went into the upper room waiting for the promise, the comforter came in the form of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a teacher. It's a leader. It is an instructor. After Jesus Christ came back in the form of the Holy Ghost, I will send the promise of my Father upon you, but you got to tarry, or you got to wait in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endowed with power from on high. Now, everywhere your Jerusalem is at, it may be your headquarters of your church. Amen. I want to let you know the Holy Ghost is for you today, just as it was as it fell on the day of Pentecost. This is the word of God, amen. In Acts, amen, 10, 44, he says, and while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. You got to have an ear to hear. 
Amen. Even in our day and time, as the ministers, the man of God or the woman of God is preaching the word of God, you got to have an ear, a spiritually ear, tuned to the word of God to hear what the word is saying. If you don't have the word of God, if you don't have a spiritual ear, you can't effectively hear what the Lord is saying to you. Now, amen. As we see, amen, as we study the word of God, what must we do? That question come to the jailer in Acts, amen, when he asked the question, what must we do to be saved? And I believe, amen, Paul told him to believe. What must I do to be uh, to, to be saved? What must I do? Has been asked by many people, including those who asked Peter on the day of Pentecost. And let us again ask it and answer it from those who are hungry for God and searching for a better life. In the Holy Ghost. You got to come to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. We are not saved by works, but by the grace of God. However, the scripture plainly teaches that there are things we must do. We're saved by grace, but there are things we must do. There is a preparation, amen, of receiving the fullness of Jesus Christ. James 2 and 17 tells us, even so faith, if we have not work, is dead, being alone. We must have faith in the Lord. Amen. If we want to, amen, come to Jesus, we must come to him believing that he is. He is everything that he said he was. We got to believe that. We should realize that when faith is generated in our heart, it will force us to act on that faith. When faith is moving in our heart, amen, we're going to act upon it. We're going to move, it moves us to obey, obeying the word of God. When we have faith, amen, we're going to be like Abraham. We're going to act on that faith and we're going to move on that faith. And, and, and that faith is going to continue to generate in our heart. And we, amen, we walk by faith and not by sight. Believe on Jesus Christ, amen, is your first step, amen, is to come to salvation, amen. The Jews, amen, they didn't know what salvation was. They, amen, had been taught under the Mosaic law, praise the Lord. But, amen, when Peter was talking, amen, he was talking from grace. And the first step he told him is to believe on Jesus Christ. The very first step to salvation is the step of faith. You've got to have faith. It was hard for them, amen, to believe on somebody that they had recently put to death. Because he said who he said he was. But Peter, when Jesus asked him the question, who do men say that I am? This same Peter had a divine revelation that come only from God himself. Said, Thou art the Christ. You are that anointed one. Uh, amen. Thou art the Christ. You are the son of the only begotten of God. You came out from God. That's who you is. And Jesus told him, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, 
nobody taught this to you from school or theologian school or theology. My father revealed this unto you because my father only know me. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thou house. Acts 16 and 31. You got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord. Believe that he is the anointed one. Believe that he is your deliverer. And amen. If your house is involved, amen, the Lord will save you and your household. Believing, amen, is your first step. There is there is no salvation outside of the cross of Jesus Christ. Don't let people fool you today. Amen. There is not a lot of ways that you can get salvation. There is only one way. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. There is not but one way a man is to come and get salvation. That is through the cross. Jesus asked his disciples, amen, uh, what I just recently asked you, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered that question. And that amen question is handed down to you and I today. Who do you say that Jesus is? Do you know who he is? In that chapter 4 and 12, it lets us know, amen, if we are to be saved, we must start with believing on the Lord Jesus Christ as the Redeemer of the world. And most of all, as our Savior, faith to believe will come by hearing and accepting the preached word. You got to hear the preached word. You got to have an ear to hear. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10 and 17. Repentance is necessary. You got to have faith first, and after you have faith, amen, these are the steps, amen, is to lead you into salvation. After, amen, you have faith in the Lord, you must, amen, repent. Luke 24 and 47. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. Now, amen. Notice. Repent. But as you repent, amen. And asking God for your uh, for the forgive you of your sin, it should, amen, be preached in the name. In his name. Matthew 1, 21 says, she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. Amen. Jesus has a name. Repentance, amen, must be preached in the name of Jesus. Study the word of God. It's right here before your eyes, praise the Lord. We want to obey the Lord. The bulletin lesson stated that repentance is to change one mind and purpose. Change your mind and change your purpose. Amen. You got the wrong mindset and your purpose. Amen. Need to be changed. Come to a right understanding. Amen. Repentance will bring you to a right understanding. Having a genuine change of heart and life. From wrong to better. Amen. Repentance is not merely 
forsaken sin, but changing one mind regarding it to be remorseful for the sin that has ruined one's heart. Amen. When 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 you repent, it means amen that I'm breaking up the father ground that's in my life. I'm asking the Lord to forgive me because I know I've done wrong. I'm going to turn around in another direction. I don't want to walk in the same direction that I did before I repented. Repentance is genuinely, genuinely changing one's attitude towards sin and desiring righteousness to reign in one heart. Repentance is the essence of the publican prayer. God be merciful to me, I'm a sinner. Luke 18 and 13. The publican, amen, didn't even look up at the Lord because he knew he wasn't worthy to look up. He said, Lord, just be merciful unto me. I am a sinner. Now you're giving me a chance is to accept salvation. Lord, forgive me. Hallelujah. I just arrested an old undone sinner. But you died and you shed your blood for me. That applies to each one of you that don't know the Lord. It doesn't care who, how great you are, what your fame and your fortune is, what race, creed, or color you is, amen. You need to repent and ask the Lord to forgive you for all of your sins. And when you do that, you don't turn and go the same way anymore. Jesus died that the world through him might be saved from sin. He died, amen, for the world, but the whole world have not turned to him. The whole world have not obeyed him. Listen to it. Your Savior died from, for you, amen, to save you from sin. He loved you that well. When we, by the, when we, by the word of God, recognize that we are sinners and enemies of God's cause, listen, I didn't come to realize, amen, that I was an enemy of the cross of Christ when I was out in the world. I didn't know I was fighting against Jesus. But, amen, if you're not fighting for Jesus, you're fighting against Jesus. You are the enemy of the cross of Christ. It doesn't make any difference how much you say, well, I love him, I love him. If you love him, you will obey him. It's just that plain and that simple. But come on on the Lord's side. And that we, we need a Savior. We should repent. Forsake our sinful acts and commit our lives to God. Godless sorrow bring us true repentance. Godless sorrow. Break up that old private ground, amen, within your spirit, amen, and come godless sorrow. Amen. I didn't realize, amen, how I could come godless sorrow as much pride as I had in my life. I didn't know the Lord, amen, could make tears come out of my eyes in front of people, young girls, young men. And I was just a young man at the time myself, amen, but my heart was stout. Listen, when I asked the Lord to forgive me, I had to ask him more than one time to forgive me because I didn't really mean it. I was just testing to see what would happen or would anything happen. But see, the one thing the Lord knows is he knows more than you know. He knows your heart. And I struck a note and asked him, Lord, forgive me. And I didn't know I was that sincerely asking him to forgive me. And when I asked him that too, amen, too, sincerely from the heart, God broke down the finally ground that I had in my life, and tears began to flow out of my eyes. My shame began to fade away from me, and I recognized that that was a God 
that was somebody much bigger than I was that I was dealing with. And asked the Lord to save me. Yeah, he did that. To complete, amen. John, first John one and nine says, If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to clean us from all unrighteousness. Yes, if we just confess our sin to him and tell him to forgive us. But that thing reaches way deep down in the heart. It, it, it can't just come from your lips. As the Bible said, Israel, when they backslided, he said, they honor me with their mouth. They call me and say, I love you, Lord. But they honor me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. That's a lot of things that's going on in the church world today. People that's honoring the Lord with their lips, but their heart is not there. They have the form of church. They have all the sitting to glorify the Lord, but the heart is not there. But I heard the Lord, I mean, he don't he he wants your heart. He said, don't, don't, don't run to your garments. I mean, how beautiful you look, amen, on a Sunday morning or ever when you go to church, but run to your heart to me. God wants your heart. The complete and thorough repentance is important to one walk with God. For this is the foundation on which our experience with God is built. Repentance is being honored with God and self. Yes, that's what repentance is. Is amen being honored with God and self. You ain't trying to fool yourself, and amen, and you're not trying to fool God. You are, and, and, and amen, you can't fool the Lord, but we can try to fool ourselves. It is confessing one guilt. We are guilty of standing before a holy God. We are guilty. And asking for God's mercy. We are asking for God's mercy. Now we have faith. Amen. We have, amen, repentance is necessary. Now, praise the Lord, we going on to baptism is essential. These are the steps, amen, that a new candidate takes when they come to Jesus Christ. Luke 24, amen, and 47 says, and remission of sin should be preached in his name. There you go again, in his name. That name, amen, is Jesus among some nation. No, among all nations. Somebody's going to try to change the word of God. Among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Remission. Or to, or to dismiss or discharge or to set free. This can be accomplished only through the name of Jesus. Now, only somebody can set you free is Jesus. Can't nobody else? Neither is there salvation in in none other name except the name of Jesus. If you want to be made free, amen, you got to come through Jesus' name. On the day of Pentecost, Peter told the Jews to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or for the forgiveness or the removal of sin. Acts 2 and 38. Amen. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins or to remove your sin. Jesus has stated that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Luke 24 and 47. Repentance. And remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. It's better to obey God than man. Let us obey the word of the Lord. 
Luke 24, 47. This is, an, this is exactly what Peter did in the preaching of baptism for the remission of sin in the name of Jesus. Amen. Peter baptized. Amen. All of those that come and heard the word of God, they were baptized in the name. Our sins are remitted when we are baptized in water or are forgiven, amen, in the name of Jesus Christ, making baptism essential to our salvation. Not only is water baptism necessary, but the formula used in our baptism is of utmost importance. For sin are remitted only through water baptism in the name of Jesus. You got to use the right formula. If you want to, amen, be forgiven, amen, for your sin, you got to use the right name. Acts 2, 22 and 16 says, And now, why tarry thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thou sin, calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. When when you when, when you when you know right, you must do right. As repentance, as repenting of sin, I confess and our commitment is made to live for God. However, the recording of our sins is not removed until baptized. The record of our sin is removed only as we submit to water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. It's only, even the record of our sins is only removed when you go down in Jesus' name. For the forgiveness of your sin. Then Peter no longer to be remembered against us. Amen. There no longer is to be remembered against us. We see, amen, this illustration in the tabernacle, in the wilderness. The altar represented death. While the blood was shedded, the lavender was for washing or cleanliness, symbolizing of baptism. Before the priest moved on into the sanctuary, amen, the thing had to be clean. And for you can get into Jesus, you got to be clean. You got to, you got to come, amen, and have water baptism. That is, amen. Your third step. Luke 24 and 49 says, And behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon you. Amen. This is step four. I'm going to send the promise of my Father upon you. For faith for the promise, you got to believe. You got to believe. It is God's plan for every believer to receive the Holy Ghost. I want you to hear that in Radio Land because every saint of God ought to be on, on one mind and one accord. The fullness of the Godhead is in Christ Jesus. It is God's plan for every believer to receive the Holy Ghost. To receive the Holy Spirit. Ghost, he is as numb as repeating and being repentant and being baptized. It is a supernatural experience. 
that cannot be explained to the common man. However, it is God's promise to all that believe. The Holy Ghost is a supernatural thing that cannot be explained to a carnal-minded man because it's far beyond a carnal-minded man's knowledge to understand the supreme of God. When the Holy Ghost fell on me, I did not know what I was experiencing from the Lord. My whole process of my thoughts changed within me. I found out I was not even in control of my own self. The Spirit of the Lord was in me and upon me and controlling me. And I found out when I was speaking with cloven tongues, I, I tried to come back, tried to come back to the language that I knew, and that was English. But I had got too deep in Jesus for the comeback. And it's unexplainable for me to tell you how glorious and how powerful that it is when you can get caught up in the realm and in the presence of the Lord and he have full control of you. So, amen, it is to all believers, according to Acts 1 and 8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are for all, even as many as our Lord God shall call. Acts 2 and 39. We are going, we are those who were for all, and we are including in the policy to preach at Pentecost. We are to believe God and receive the Holy Ghost. Joel 2 and 38 says, and it shall come to pass. Afterwards, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Joel L. prophesied of the outpouring of the spirit. Peter quoted this verse of scripture in his sermon at Pentecost. These are the last days, and God is pouring out his spirit Upon all of us, those who have faith in God, promise shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is for all who will believe God and receive it. The Holy Ghost is for every one of us. Now, if you have not received the Holy Ghost, Amen. It's still for you. If you amen just to receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior, you did that through faith. But I want you to remember the Holy Ghost itself is a gift. And only Jesus Christ can give you this gift. How they received the Holy Ghost. They tarried on the day of Pentecost which means, amen, in Acts 1 and 14, they waited in the upper room, and they were waiting on the promise that God had told them that they would receive. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication. Acts 1 and 14, it is a seriously event. It, 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 it's not a place, amen, where a lot of carnality can be at, amen. You've got to get real serious. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you got to get up from around people talking foolishness and acting even and all the looky lose. You got to get away from those people. You got to go to a solitary place in your mind and in your spirit and ask the Lord to fear you. They tarried and prayed 
is certainly one of the sure ways of receiving the Holy Ghost. Many have found it necessary to tarry and pray. Proper preparation for themselves before receiving the Holy Ghost. God will feel the hunger seeker when the meeting the condition that God requires. Now, amen, I know they tarried, amen, and they prayed because they didn't know what they were waiting on. So they came together, amen, and they began to just thank the Lord and thank the Lord and thank the Lord until the Holy Ghost came on the 120 and filled all of them. Now some say, amen, you don't have to tarry no more. But tarry simply means, amen, I got to wait till the Lord fill me. Every one of us still got to wait on the Lord. Now, you may be in a meeting, amen, where a Holy Ghost meeting is, is, is in procession, amen, and the Holy Ghost can feel you right there. You could be at home. Amen. The Holy Ghost can feel you right there because the Lord has come in the fullness. We sometimes allow obstacles to stand in our way of receiving the blessings from God. One of the obstacles, amen, that we can allow to stand in our way is doubt. Doubt of weak faith. Some people, amen, believe that the Holy Ghost is not for us today. And we have a lot of, amen, preachers, I'm sorry to say, amen, they tell you just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has risen Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That is, that shall be is a continuation. Yes, if you continue on. But they tell them that you're saved now. That's not the correct word of God. He said, go to Jerusalem and you stay there until you be endowed with power from upon high. Is the Holy Ghost for us today? Yes, it is for us today as it was for those, amen, on the day of Pentecost. It is only for certain people. They say it, it is it's only for certain people to receive God's gift. We must believe with, without doubting. No, it is not for only certain people is to receive God's gift. It, it, amen. The gift of God is for everyone that will submit themselves to the Lord, come hungry and thirst after righteousness, and thou shalt be filled. It's for you if you so desire. But doubt will cause you, doubt of faith will cause you to not to receive it. Fear is number two. There are those who have genuine fear of the results of receiving the Holy Ghost. Fear of losing their family, husband, wife, or jobs. They have a fear of being unable to live a Christian life. The enemy then magnifies many fear in people's minds. Often calls them to Reject God. These fear came from the devil and not from God. When you receive the Holy Ghost, Amen, it changes your whole appearance. It changes your your your, your whole countenance. And you just don't want to do the thing that every average person is doing. And the average person, Amen, don't want to interrupt the family procedures that everybody else has done, having uh, what they call a lot of fun. Amen. They're afraid of not being able to mix with society. But Jesus said, come out from among them and be separated, says the Lord. The Holy Ghost is for you and your children and to those that are for many as the Lord our God shall call. Don't let fear set in and tell you Amen. You won't be possible, amen, because you don't receive the Holy Ghost. Because you speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God, don't you let nobody tell you, amen, you are not going to be popular. God knows those that are His. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, 
For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God ain't gave us the power of fear. Fear. He don't want you to be fearful. Acts 8 and 17 say, By the land on of hand, then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Amen. The apostles laid their hands on certain folks. Amen. And they received the Holy Ghost. The, the revival was at Samaritan. It was a climax by Peter and John laying hands on the believers for them to receive the Holy Ghost. And amen, in that day and time, those people had their mind on Jesus and they laid hands on other believers. Amen, they had faith in Jesus and they believed in Jesus, but they hadn't received the Holy Ghost and they laid hands on them and Jesus filled them with the Holy Ghost. I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, and I changed not. After John, disciple, and Ephesus was baptized in Jesus' name. You see, these people were obedient. They were baptized in Jesus' name. Paul laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, and they speak with tongues, Acts 19 and 1. Amen. They were obedient to the word of God, and the Lord filled them with this supernatural power. Hallelujah. There are times when the seeker needs a special touch. The only, only the land on uh, the hands of an elder will give him. At a time when the seeker is trying to seek the Lord, that 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 elder that has been anointed by the Holy Ghost can just come up and just lay his hands on, and he can feel the input of the Holy Ghost coming from that elder and give him an option just to drive over Hoshan, just to go a little bit further. God bless you. Hallelujah. My God. Yes, the Holy Ghost is for you today. He may need to. Amen. Breakthrough, doubt, and unbelief. Before, amen, being filled with the Holy Ghost. You can be trying sometimes all you can, and the devil, praise the Lord, don't want you to break through. And a man of God that's full of the Holy Ghost can come and just lay hands on you, and God will give you the power to come through. I'm a witness of this. Yes, that Holy Ghost is for you and I today. Many people have received the infilling of the Spirit when a minister just lay hands on them in prayer. God honors faith, and faith is often released by the laying on of hands of God's ordained minister. Sometimes, amen, all you need is just a a little inspiration, a little touch from the Lord as you seek in the Holy Ghost. Just a little land on hand. And the Lord will give you the increase of the Holy Ghost. Acts 10 and 44 says, While Peter yet speak these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. A minister of God can just be speaking the word of God, if your heart is right, your heart is ready to receive it, right there in the midst of everybody else, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave you of it. It's for you today. Recording, amen. In, the, in Acts 10 is the account of the household of Cornelius. Remember, amen, Cornelius was a Gentile, but Cornelius desired that Holy Ghost. The first Gentile, amen, to receive the Holy Ghost. That was Cornelius. They were hung for God in a repentant condition, and they were ready, amen, to receive the Spirit. And while Peter was preaching, 
they were filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, and spake with tongues. If you get hungry for the Lord, he will fill you. I don't care what race, creed, or color you is. He's there to do it right now. From the example given in the book, Amen of Acts, we learn, amen, that there is no set pattern, a plan of how to receive the Holy Ghost. It is promised to those who repent. It's not a set pattern. Amen. You can be in church, amen, going to the restroom. And when you know a thing, amen, when, when, you, when, you, you, when you know a thing, then the Lord can be a failure. You don't know when the wind going to blow or what direction it's coming from. He'll feel you. And be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And believe God. Being baptized in Jesus' name is very important. How and when a person is filled is between the individual and God. Some receives the Holy Ghost at church, others at home, others at school, on their job, praying and worshiping and listening. To the preacher, word profound and individual. And he may be sitting or standing, lying down or walking. When feeling with the spirit, the spirit is like the wind. We may not always know where or when the spirit will come, but our promise is that the spirit will come. Our responsibility is to be obedient to God's word. All the time and place or physically position may be different. One thing is constantly in a person speaking in tongues as the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. Now the Hoshanda. You know you receive the Holy Ghost, amen, when you're speaking in an unknown tongue that you know you didn't have nothing to do with yourself. Hallelujah. Is the Holy Ghost for everyone today? Yes, the Holy Ghost is for everyone today. And I would pray, amen, as Paul, amen, found those disciples in Ephesus. He said, well, what then were you baptized unto? They say, on the John baptism. John better baptized unto repentance. But he said, John said, There shall one come after me. It's greater than I am. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And that is Jesus. The Holy Ghost is for you. It is for your children. And to those that are far off, even as many as I'm a Lord, God shall call. This is Dr. Moore saying this time is out. God bless you tonight. Amen. Until next week. Into the hands of my announcement. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Mordelite. And ladies and gentlemen, that was powerful. You should have heard it. If you're online or you're live on the phone, thank you. Tell others about it. It was good, good, and good. Don't forget on the 7th, 16th, 17th, and 18th of March, we'll be having our National Women's District meeting. So we want you to come on out. If you are in the Los Angeles area, Friday and Saturday at 7.30 service, and then on Sunday, closing out at 3.30 service. So coming out and share with us, and we honor our leading ladies of greater our nation, as we pay tribute to our beloved national women of Elmore, rest in heaven, and our national district minister, Betty Clayton, rest in heaven. We will honor them. Women at Trailblazers for lighting the torch for women in our church to follow a feed that is powerful. We love you once, twice, three times in the name of Jesus Christ. Good night and God bless everybody. Love you. Remember, really quickly, I decided something. God loves you. We love you at the show. But always remember, God loves you more. He's there in your darkest hour. 
and your brightest day. Again, this is Blessed Margaret's Radio. We'll see you next week. I'm coming on church. Good night and bye-bye. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fitacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See club for details. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fitacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See club for details.